Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 10. Hello, my friends. Of the Enlightened Brothers podcast. Absolutely. Now, you know, it's crazy that we started like nine episodes on this because it feels like 30 so far. Yeah, man, it's been a long road. It's been just a very enlightening journey for me, my co-host, and hopefully you, man. And, you know, bigger, better things in the future. It's only up from here. Like, I already remember the production value on our podcast was close to zero when we started oh yeah and you know we're just getting better by the day getting better learning this editing stuff learning how to mix the audio better that's caleb's forte yeah man and you know we're just getting into it but um last episode did really well i th- i'm seeing that you guys love the guest episodes oh yeah me and caleb are both happy we saw that little <laughs> 90 views on youtube and people stayed to the end people watched all in hey an y'all hour y'all commenting minutes. those hidden messages i see you oh yeah now if you want to be one of those special people that we uh give little shout outs to um talking about you yes give them a shout out well shout out to Brittany johnson and kaylee r they were the uh two people who have um commented twice they've commented our secret messages um to, in order to, I guess, consume these secret messages, you have to mm-hmm. watch till the end. So, you know, yeah. just staying attentive. We know that you're here. We appreciate oh, y'all. Yeah. They've shown to be our most committed listeners. So, but regardless, yeah. episode ten. Episode ten, baby. We know Let's y'all go. ready for this because we coming in with the sauce each and every week, pleasing your ears. Let's just get right into it. Drum yeah. roll. We got a guest, baby. Let's do it. Starting on my. Want to introduce yourself, brother? Yes, sir. My yes, name you. is Lonnie Nash on YouTube. You know what I mean? Young still. I'm not going to do all that. Um, you know, if I want to say anything about myself, because you know, I have watched the other thing. I have watched the other, <laughs> <laughs> I have watched the other uh, you know what I'm saying, guest videos. Hey, look, I'm not your typical light skin with curly hair. I can tell you that. Okay. Oh, you know okay. I mean? oh, all right. Um, Talk to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm. I can dress a little bit. Uh-huh. You know hey, I mean? hold on. Stand up, show them the fit. Yeah, show the show gang the fit. fit. Walk up to the can. Walk up to the can. I got you. He's walking up to the camera. All right, so know that they can't, listeners, they can't you hear out. you, but you got the chain show on, the got the reckless, Ooh. got the Jordans, the Jays, baby. Ooh. Yes, sir. Heavy stepper. Now, you know, I'm going to just put this out here. I think he's the first guest that we've had with actual drip. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Casey. He came Sorry, Taylor, with but you know, Rick, Lonnie came in with the sauce. Lonnie, where are you like from, bro? Uh, you know, I'm from up near Philly, you know what I'm saying? Like 20, 30 minutes outside of Philly, you know yes, what I'm saying? The yes, sir. Land of brotherly love, man. Yeah. Philly boys, let's go. Yeah. Crazy story. Um, Me and Lonnie met like around four years ago, mm-hmm. yep. and we were always kicking it on 2K on PS4, kicking it on Fortnite. Yes, but sir. you know, Lonnie's one of my best homies, even though I'm only meeting him this week. And it's crazy because this, we have this. Is your first time seeing him in person? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't Me even know Lonnie that. Me and Lonnie are homies for real. Wow, we just clicking cra- off bet. That's it's crazy. been that long. That's what he was tell- he was telling me the other night. He's like, "Yo, it's crazy because we just chilling like we've been known each other, yeah, which we bro. have, but we ain't never seen exactly. each other in person. It's crazy. That's oh, how man. you know friendship yes, knows no bounds. Yeah, yes, sir. Man. Shoot, that's that's some good stuff, bro. Well, hey man, let's see how you do today. Yes, sir. All right. Gotta keep it. Oh wait, but uh, like real quick, you say you have a YouTube channel. You you know, oh, yeah. you can go ahead and promote a little bit. Give yourself uh, a little you know shout out. Just, just Young Stowe, you know what I'm saying? Y-U-N-G, Stowe, S-T-O, no spaces. Mm. You know what I mean? Just on the grind, you know what I'm saying? Only positivity over there. I'm doing reactions right now, but, you know, I might, I'm going to 
try to dabble in some other, you know what I'm saying, types of public stuff going on once all this COVID stuff go away and all that stuff. But, yeah, you know. I'm telling you now, this man channel is elite. Y'all should check it out. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Because yep. I know if y'all already watching us, you got good taste. Am I right? <laughs> yes, yep. sir. Yeah. You know, same thing. Well, give it a look. Give it a whirl, man. But uh, now let's get into the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the science world has been a little slow this week, I must say. There hasn't been any big breakthroughs like or big tests like the Hyperloop stuff. And I mean, we did have a, a space launch not too long ago, but, um, you know, things here and there, but... I just wanted to come and kind of say my piece. The the theme of my 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 week and my scientific learning and my reading is sort of showing up everywhere I've I've gone on YouTube and in the books I read. It's uh, the 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 concept of reality and this and specifically objective reality. And what we found is that there is no such thing as objective reality and reality is sort of an illusion first and foremost what is objective reality well okay so objective reality is something within classical mechanics and classical physics uh people like newton um einstein uh, aristotle they kind of said that um regardless of human observation and regardless of any human interaction with the world the world is something The, the world around us is objective Aristotle believed in um, absolute absolute time. Newton, um, not everybody believed in absolute space, but Aristotle believed in absolute time and absolute space. Einstein and Newton have mm-hmm. sort of uh, devised from that. But as we've come across um, the new science, which was in 1950, which we came across quantum mechanics, quantum mechanics have kind of bent our perception on reality. They kind of bent our perception on the world. And it, it's said by Richard Feynman, if you think you understand quantum mechanics, you don't understand <laughs> quantum mechanics. So. Quantum mechanics is the most is one of the absolutely most tantalizing subjects that uh, pervade our universe. Yeah. And um, if you aren't familiar, quantum mechanics is uh, the study of the really small, smaller than the atom. And there are many theories of what uh, the quantum mechanical world n- makes up. Um, but just to dive okay. a little bit deeper into quantum mechanics, most people think the fundamental thing that makes up the universe are atoms, you know, protons, neutrons, and the little electrons that spin around it. But what we do know is that protons actually break down into things that we like to call quarks, and neutrons break down into even smarter, smar- oh, excuse smaller. Me, smaller <laughs> particles as well. Um, but you can't infinitely make these particles smaller. And once you get uh, smaller and smaller down to a millionth of a millionth of an inch is when we get into quantum mechanics and in the quantum realm we see particles not necessarily as pinpoints we see them as waves so hold on what i got from this is that the uh objective reality what you called it Uh is basically reality exists out of what's perceived by us yes out of out um, of what's perceived by us and so this how does that relate to um objective reality Quantum mechanics? Yeah, quantum mechanics. Right, so this is how we're going to get into it. Um, What we know now is that um, the particles in which make up the world exist on things that we like to call quantum fields. This is quantum field theory. Now, a vibration in this field is what births a particle. So um, when we get a a crest in a quantum field is when we get um, a quark or an electron or a gluon or a gauge or all of the particles that... uh, 
construct our universe is what we get from uh, these vibrations in the uh, quantum quantum field. So from that, <laughs> this is a lot of technical stuff, and I, I don't want to get too technical on this podcast, um, but what we've learned um, is something we like to call the uncertainty principle. The uncertainty principle tells us that we cannot know the momentum and the position at the same time for a single particle, for a single uh, quantum particle. So we never, we can never tell how fast the particle is going and exactly where it is. So in that, we've birthed something called a wave function. This wave mm -hmm. function is what tells us basically a general area of where this particle exists in reality. But among this wave function, it's there's numerous possibilities in where a funk, uh, particle can go. So we like, you usually use light. And um, there was this, thing, uh, this amazing experiment called the double slit experiment. They used <clears throat> basically a photon emitter, which is light. They um, sh uh, basically pumped out uh, photons of light, many waves of light, um, through a screen. The screen had two little slits in it. But we saw that... <laughs> The, uh, the light wasn't just in these things that we like to call um, interference patterns. The, the interference pattern didn't just show that there was only two slits. The electrons of light covered almost the whole screen, mm -hmm. and it showed um, there were little um, interference patterns, but it wasn't like just the light only went through those, um, those slits. It showed that the electrons sort of traveled through the, the slits of light. So it shows that in um, the wave functions, it shows that these quantum particles move in every possible um, in every possible way they can go. But when we perceive it, when we observe it, is when you collapse the wave function. A oh, collapsing okay. of a wave function is what we perceive as reality. Is what the particle actually shows up being. That was very technical. Bear with me. I'm sorry. You said, you said <laughs> let's not get technical. Got super technical. And I got super technical. I'm sorry. So, so hopefully, hopefully, I'll edit some of this out. But all right. Babe, now, yes. Let, now, let me try to put it in layman's terms yeah. from what I'm getting from this. Cool. So objective reality, perception of oh no, it's what that existence of reality beyond our perception, and this wave function and the quantum mechanics in it goes into what is actually what reality actually is separate yes. from how we can perceive it. Right. And what you're using right now, although Einstein didn't like quantum mechanics, that was his view on quantum mechanics. But there was this, uh, I don't know if he's, he, I'm pretty sure either Dutch or Danish. Uh, is that the same thing? Danish is like, no, I don't think it's the same. Dutch, <laughs> Dutch, um, either Dutch or Polish. Um, his name was Niels Bohr. He didn't agree with this, um, sort of uh, objective reality. He believed uh, reality to be more subjective and reality was comprised of the observation of a human. So, because we know that um, when we, these particles, when they're observed, we don't know whether it's observed by a human, plant, whatever. The, observe, the observation of a particle is what breaks down the superposition. Because what I meant to get in before is, before we see wherever this particle of light or this photon um, sort of before it makes uh, that point on the screen in the double slit experiment, before any, anything in the universe happens, there's a certain superposition. Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to break down quantum mechanics in two minutes like I'm trying to, but um, the best way to describe superposition is what we like to call Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat is when you stick a cat in a box with a bomb in there, 
in a vacuum yep. um, and the, the bomb blows up, we are not sure if the cat is alive or dead until we open the box. The prob- this is that has to do with like probability, right? Y- that's the I probability. This, uh, I know Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, that's the observation. So before we observe the cat, is that's when it's in a, superpos- a superposition of quantum state. That's when it could be any of the probabilities within the wave function like I tried to explain before. Um, Anyway, this all comes down <laughs> to objective reality, which has been bending my mind uh, for the whole week. It's that because we know that the world around us, we only perceive it through a neural function. Yeah. Photons coming into our retinas, our brain spinning and spitting out this image that we like to call a reality. All right, hold on. I'm going to pause you yeah. here because you're going crazy. But, hey, I, I'm understanding everything you're saying, but I'm not going to say I understand it because, you know, if you say you understand quantum mechanics, like you said, you, you don't, don't. Right. But anyway, um, Wani, what are you getting from this? Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like I've just been taking that all in. So, like, as much as like I like to, like, put things in my mind uh-huh. as little technical, like, you know, with as little technicality right. as I can. Right. right? So Trying to break it down. with me, we were just talking about this. So I have a... Um, a psychology class that I'm taking, right? Right. And that was one of the questions they was asking in that class is, how do you per, uh, view reality? And I feel like a lot of people can say, oh, well, reality is just how the individual sees it. Right. But I feel like reality is what a person can see and process as yes. much uh, you know, as much as it is the unknown for everybody as well. Exactly. So, and in that it's the power of the human brain. Because like, mm-hmm. like I said before, everything we see, everything you see us on this screen, everything we see in the world is purely a neural function. It's purely a, a process within our brain. But human brains are all together on s- some sort of bandwidth. We are all on this sort of uh, radio f- wave together. We're all Because we can all agree that there's a computer in front of me, right? Yeah. We can all agree that there's a computer in front of me. So that is sort of an objective reality. But at the same time, maybe we share the same subjective thinking it's that that's kind of the mind bending thing where does it break down into where i disagree from you yeah that's what the superposition is you know the um theory i wouldn't even want to really call it a theory but the uh-huh. scenario where um the world pauses when you're not uh focused on there or it's not like um yeah in your train of thought or whatever right i think this is really based on these theories and quant- based in co- quantum mechanics right. and ob- objective reality. Yeah, and it, it, it and I, before we get into uh, the two uh, technicals interpretations of our reality, I want to get into one before that. It's the whole thought of do we live in a simulation? Um, and it's it's sort of scary to think about, but it's like when we when you think of this Niels Bohr thinking of the subjective reality and the reality is only what you're able to perceive nothing else it's like we're in a room right now but outside of this room is that reality downloaded that's the thinking of people who believe in we're living in a simulation it's that the simulation doesn't have to upload the you the reality behind us because we can't see it it's out of our observation or hear it or smell it or taste it. it outside of our senses that's when the reality isn't there the only the only safe face to that the only thing stopping us from seeing other reality um people that believe in the simulation theory they believe the one rule over us is that we can't go past the speed of light because if we were to transcend the speed of light we would end up going faster than the computer that makes us 
us our simulation, we would end up going faster than the processes of that computer, essentially going essentially being in a state of nothingness because the the simulation didn't upload our reality That's okay a, well before, hold on before you say that my, my fault i know i'm talking a lot but how can you be so sure that the reality in that room isn't not there at all and only the reality around us is what's uploaded well i propose the bigger question sure if life is a simulation Who's this simulation run by? Because all of this data exactly. has to be processed and made by, um, let's say, individuals. Uh-huh. And there's no way, uh, if life is a simulation, then it's already planned out and there would be no way of verifying this. Right. Exactly. So. That's absolutely mind-bending. And when you think of probabilities, um, and this is a very constrictive probability because I'm not so sure if we live in a simulation or not. But... Is it more probable? Because, like, when a civilization creates a simulation, that the civilization that is simulated, they also create a simulation because we create simulations. We create video games and stuff like that. We have The Sims, and eventually, we're gonna try to create a simulation. We're gonna eventually, when we get to the the vast computer power within Moore's law, we're gonna eventually try to create a simulation of another world, and that simulation is gonna try to create a simulation of another world, and mm-hmm. so on and so on and so on. So, is it more likely that we are within the original universe, or are we within the billion, million, trillions of the simulations that follow? That is the I'd issue. Say, mm-hmm. Well, mathematically, of- it's more probable that we're in one of those, but. We don't know. Let's think of ourselves in this situation as computer-generated programs yeah. with the ability of, well, let's say we're machines, machine learning. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be probable due to um, innovation and yeah. new thoughts being um, thought of. Mm-hmm. This, remember when I was talking about everything is a remix yeah. and how um, there's no orig- original thoughts? Mm-hmm. I think that really supports this theory. Because if there are no original thoughts, that means that everything has been thought of and that has yeah. been set in the simulation pumped by into us. Simulation. So, you know, but the only thing to counteract that theory, I would believe, is <laughs> either religion <laughs> yeah. or um, or just knowing that it's impossible for us to create new things because everything that has been thought of has been yeah. and will be. Right. So, yeah, the only the only safe face to us not being in a simulation is religion, um, the probability that we're in the original universe or that um, there is some cap to computer power and there is no way that we can simulate an entire universe. Um, So before we get into more technicalities, that leads us into uh, are we in a simulation, Lonnie? Now, I do like, okay. one thing I want to say is that the whole idea of how this all this was created yeah and the creation of the earth uh-huh. fits into that very well especially when you said we could be in one of the billions and billions yeah of, right so how you know what i'm saying none, none of us know how we got here right yeah. and if you was to watch a movie you could watch a movie i the matrix think, think yeah so you just watch some of these movies and you know what they say they do say the movies kind of tell more truth than you know what i'm saying whatever we living in you know what i'm saying right now yeah so I feel like it's a really good possibility, but again, you know what I mean? Like we was just saying, we never gonna know. That's the yeah. that's the problem. One yeah. thing I do wanna say is I believe that there are cornerstones of reality. Uh-huh. Like if 
to relate it to something that's more understandable, like Marvel. Yeah. Like um the Time Stone, yeah. the Power Stone. Right. I don't believe like there are like actual objects like that, but um various energies because I do believe in like signs and like you believe uh, you can see stuff that are can be related to somebody else. Uh-huh. Like me, I'm seeing something. Somebody else is feeling the same way in Venezuela or something like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. various energies that are constructive of reality and uh, make it so it would not be a program or a simulation like right. what we're seeing. Oh, so you think they're they're so complex that there would be no way a computer would be able to simulate that type no. of action? Oh, no, something... There, would, there wouldn't be oh, a way. So you yeah. agree with what I... Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's something absolutely crazy to think about. Um, I mean, but at the same time, even if we do live in a simulation, right? And this was kind of the Matrix thing. Um, I'm not sure how many of the listeners or how many of y'all have watched the Matrix. Um, but escaping that simulation... It's not necessarily the best thing. It's like certain people are perfectly content within living within the simulation because all, us three love life. Are they? We, mm-hmm. we the people or are that they are thought the, are do they believe that they are because of the simulation? Because, well, yeah, that's that's a crazy question. Yeah. That, that goes even beyond. But it's like we're able to taste food that we love. We feel mm-hmm. love and attachment to our family, friends, girlfriends, etc. All those such things are what creates life. So if we love life so much, there might not even be a reason to create the simulation just because the simulation is so good. So, I mean, the simulation theory is something crazy to think about, but at the same time, does it necessarily matter because we love life anyway? It's just for those people that are trying to keep going and push the limits of who they are and where their consciousness comes from that that really starts to bend them their minds. Mm. But now, on to the more... um, there's, There's two schools of thought on the the subjective reality um it's there's uh the many worlds interpretation and then there's uh quantum bay i don't even know how to pronounce this word but it's a bayesianism um but i'll go into it so the many worlds interpretation we talked about the wave function and how it's probable that this little wave packet of of quantum uh this quantum particle could be here 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 or here right you know how the wave function how it can take uh basically uh, take multiple possibilities. This, the many worlds interpretation is that it's, an, it's accepting that there's no objective reality and that in any quantum, I guess, interaction, that a new world is created, a new reality is created upon every action. So uh, just to make it a little bit easier to process. Um, let me think of a real world process. So um, I don't know, think of a, a, a proposal Right. So in the many worlds interpretation, there's a reality that your uh, husband or wife says I do. And then there's a completely another reality in which um, your husband or wife or your prospective husband or wife says no to your proposal, your wedding proposal. Um, But when before they say I do or I don't, the world is in a superposition of states. You don't know whether they're going to say I do or I don't unless mm-hmm. they told you beforehand that they were going to say mm-hmm. that. But you still don't know. So it's subjective. There's no objective reality. There's nothing saying that they're either going to do this or they're not going to say yes other than the probability. That probability is a quantum superposition. And you know, something I'm thinking of uh-huh. is in those situations, like in a game when you have a choice yeah. to go like one branch or the other, uh-huh. even if you make a choice... um, What's going to happen is based on 
data that's been previously connect, uh, collected. Uh -huh. But, um, you know, fate can change based on future occurrences. So, you know, um, mm. I think it's deeper than um, what you believe is going to happen. Yeah. This um, one choice, well, it's like the butterfly effect. It'll sprout many different other choices that are not essentially linear because they can change in many different ways. But there, there's no way of telling. Absolutely. And within within and what you're right, what you're talking about right now is causality. And um, kind of a little bit what I picked up from what you're saying is us humans kind of releasing our attachment to time. Um, but within this causality, there have been certain quantum experiments and I'm not going to get technical this time. I promise that show that effect can precede cause that what happens when you, uh, observe this quantum particle that retroactively decides what happens in the past. This is completely mind-bending and is why I've lost sleep over this this week. <laughs> but <laughs> Right, but it's because the world that we live in, we always think of cause and effect. You have a cause. What happens then is what gives you an effect. Mm -hmm. But within quantum experiments, we've shown that within the quantum realm, certain things, effects can retroactively affect cause. That's absolutely mind-bending. Um, so, But then within the many worlds interpretation, as I was explaining before, that there's all these realities, so when you make that choice, like you said, is when you hop on this route of reality. Um, so other than the, quant the many worlds interpretation is quantum Bayesianism, whatever that word is, because um, I just read that today um, when I was diving deeper into this, but that's also a subjective reality. So what you, what you experience is basically an amalgamation of possibilities your mind and impressions mm -hmm. create of, of the world. So within what basically your reality is what I said before is purely what your mind creates that to be. So exactly. your knowledge of probabilities and your own impressions of the world, that all mishmashes up together and creates the reality uh, around you. But the issue there is if my reality is subjective, who's saying your reality is the same or different to mine? Who says you guys are even real? This is the whole thing of you're the own main character of your story. How are you so sure that you're not the only person in the simulation and everything else, all of your reality is something drummed up by your own mind and the probabilities and your own impressions, putting this canvas of the world out in front I of you? I think perspective is the one thing that yeah. changes that. Reference perspective frame. is the one thing that creates technically multiple objective and subjective realities. Yeah. Give it, uh, for an example... Um, if you have somebody that you love that's been taken hostage and you have to make a choice of either paying ransom money or maybe you go in there and like save them yourself. Yeah. And then let's say you save them yourself and then you realized um, later that they were taken hostage and um, they would have been killed even if you had given them the money. So... You, you saving them was the rational, correct choice, but you did not know because maybe if you had chosen to pay for uh, to save their lives, they would have died anyway. Yeah. So that separates the reality of what you made it by, by effectively making that choice um, from what reality could have been, which would have been like the subjective reality. Yeah. So uh, perception, right. interpretations, that's all what separates it. I feel like reality can be interpreted on so many different levels uh -huh. though, when you think about it, right? It can be determined, like you said, every single person that could, and, and I'm saying according to that, could 
have a different reality, right? Yeah. You could see everything right. in their way based on their experiences, what they've been through, what they see every day, right? Mm -hmm. But then you could take a step further. We all gonna look at America or other countries probably look at America and group us all into one reality, right? Yeah. And they can see us all grouped together. Yeah. But we can look at another country and see them all grouped together. But yeah. then even take it further, if we could, you know, and this is just, you know, I mean, this is just saying what if. But yeah. like, let's say there's some life on Mars or whatever. Oh, yes, it, sir. The whole planet, the oh. whole planet going to be like, oh, that's their reality. I like Everything. how you're thinking. But then it, it, it just can keep zooming out and zooming out. And reality, ha like, is so... Yeah. It's such a, like, a loaded topic to yeah. the point where it, it can go any level. You can go real broad. You can go really down deep into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so what, so. You're, what you're saying is not only just, like, purely quantum mechanical. It's also, like, psychological and... Re relationships person to person relationships yeah. all of this stuff together sort of like grabs us into what we like to call reality this yep. it's absolutely crazy and i mean <laughs> we could certainly keep going um and i don't know personally um i definitely believe just i believe in the science and i certainly believe that um that reality is subjective and we kind of the what the science has done it sort of put us in these positions to make choices and it kind of proves that the reality is subjective um just because of the power of our own mind and in that is where i was talking about the superpositions and like basically to show that your reality is subjective um we could do the schrodinger's cat thing say it was a huge box with the cat in and a person in that box was viewing the cat so the cat the bomb was set off, but the person was somehow kept alive. That person collapses the wave function, so they know whether the cat is dead or alive. Mm -hmm. But you outside of that box, it's still in a superposition. You don't know whether the human and the cat are dead. You don't know whether it's just the cat alive or just the human dead. And you can keep going. So that shows this, the, the sheer like subjective nature of our own reality. And what Emery was saying with the choices, and what you were saying with different... like perceptions like uh varying based off of scope kind of uh traces us to another place and this in in this realm of thought is where we kind of get more uh into uh our perception of reality so this realm of thought that i'm talking about is time travel we know and i've explained this in other episodes that mathematically time travel is something that is feasible mm -hmm. um before we get into the technicalities, do either of you desire to travel time? For me, I feel like if time travel was to become a thing, it'd have to be really controlled. Yeah. Uh, like, you can't just go back and change history type junk. Like, uh -huh. you'd have to go back and not be able to do as much. You know how you see in movies, you make one more little change and it changes your whole future. Like, that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Like, and who, who's, you know what I'm saying, who's saying that that's really what, it would happen or how like you know what i'm saying that's all this theory right but i do feel as though for me to go back in time i'd go back in time you know what oh what did will uh drake say drake said um i wish i could you know what i'm saying really he said something along the lines of i wish i could relive my life not to change junk yeah just to feel a couple of things twice like something i like that, that. i like right? that yeah I would go back to watch and see and watch all that over again. Just to experience it, yeah. But I wouldn't go back to change anything. Change anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, personally, I think reading about history is 
well, I, I'm, I like to see things and experience them. So I think personally reading about history is kind of boring. So right. you I would like it. to go back and see the things that um, have brought the world to the state it is today. But I mm -hmm. wouldn't want to go time travel into the future because that personally be boring because the incitement in life is found in the unknown. Yep. Okay. So, and you know what? All three of us agree, although I do uh, – disagree on the future thing but when it comes to tra time traveling to the past which time traveling to the future we know that you can do that just by traveling near the speed of light but traveling into the past we don't necessarily know if we can do that but based off the the prospect of traveling in the past all three of us agree we don't want to change anything we're content with the life that we've been given but for those who do want to go back and have regrets and want to change the past comes something that we call the grandfather paradox. They believe, they think that time is linear. In that case, where, like, if you make one choice, like I was saying before with the branches, yeah. but in reality, those choices will spur other decisions. Like, ch making one choice can make a rock fall yeah. a thousand miles away from you. And it's just, well, it's no, it can't be measured to the outcome that will happen. Right. So, like a a, you know what I'm saying like the snowball effect or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. It's, you're gonna make one change, and it could affect every like person that you've interacted with, and then that uh -huh. could affect people they've interacted with. So you know, what I'm saying it could mm -hmm. really spiral into something crazy. Well, what you guys are talking about right now is the many worlds interpretation that I said before. That, but a, a lot of people do perceive time as linear. But as as y'all said, one choice can affect all of these things. That's what the many worlds interpretation is. Um, but to go on to what the grandfather paradox is in this sort of linear thinking of time, if you travel back in time and kill your grandfather, when you go back into the future, what are you? Mm -hmm. If you go back into time and kill your grandfather, you're, you, you're, and before he has your mother, before he births your mother, mm -hmm. then you eliminate your mother from the timeline. You essentially eliminate yourself in the timeline. And this mind-bending sort of action is what creates what we like to call a paradox. Because if you kill your grandfather before he can have your mother, then what, are, what comes of you? I want to go off on a tangent real quick. Yeah, the whole, sure. Pause on that. Um, this begs the question of reincarnation and... Ex not reality, but existence of life itself. Uh -huh. um, say, if we weren't born, if I wasn't born as me, uh -huh. would I have been born regardless? Like, Which, I would yeah. still be feeling as, like, I would have no idea that I am I was myself mm -hmm. or anybody else, but I would still know that I exist. As your consciousness, yeah. As your consciousness. It wouldn't be me. It would be someone else. That's the separation of consciousness, mind, and body. Exactly. Yeah, the separation of soul and body, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, and uh, what, what else? Reincarnation. Um, if my grandfather wasn't to be born, yeah. and could it, I have been born as a, some other separate entity mm -hmm. that um, could still contain the same um, energy of myself? That's how, like, some people say, you know, like... Um, People listen to old stuff or they seem wise beyond their years. They're called an old soul. Yeah. They don't have any memory. Um, this is saying if oh, yeah. if reincarnation were to exist, My they don't grandma. have any memories of who they were in the past mm -hmm. or maybe in a future life. Who's to say reincarnation is um, linear like how we were saying time travel was. But, you know, um, 
just containing that same bodily and soul energy. Yeah, no, and that uh, sort of reincarnation thing uh, is actually something I've read on recently. The book I'm reading right now is uh, a book of Hindu spirituality. It's called the Bhagavad Gita. And um, within me and my uh, monk journey, this has just been the book that has come up. And in that, it's uh, um, just going on to reincarnation. Um, those souls who have not realized the Lord, who have not realized the true meaning of, of, of human life, um, they uh, continue just to be reincarnated. But those who realize the Lord, they uh, go up, um, they join him and live within uh just into infinity and beyond they live forever in a sort of heaven like state um but so that, does that refute that hell exists um yeah so in, in that there is no hell you just go um this infinite spiral yeah, you you it's an infinite thing but those um those who do good but still don't realize the lord they kind of live in a heaven like place so they 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 live in Limbo. happiness they live out they basically they have a time that mm-hmm. time or a meter, I guess. All the good things you do in life fill up that meter. But once that runs out, you just get born into another person. But those who realize the Lord, who realize um, what they call Vishnu, um, um, and they become this this person, they realize the the the, the gift of me- of meditation. Once they get to that point, they kind of join Vishnu and Krishna, and they basically live for uh, forever, infinity within that being of soul. Um, that's a completely other philosophical thing that can't necessarily be tested by science. Um, so the and many scientists they don't believe in these sort of religious and spiritual things. So in that is where they came up with the many worlds interpretation in the quantum Bayesianism and all that stuff. So when we talk about the the grandfather paradox, it, you it's hard to even think of what could happen this is why people like hawking believe that you can't travel backwards in time because of the causality conject no the causality protection conjecture because that says once you because they believe in cause and effect but what we have seen in the quantum experiments that have shown that effect can precede cause it that traveling back in time could be possible so due to that traveling back in time there's a few routes that you could go on. But before that, the people that are extremely confused, I found something on the internet that can kind of um, make easier this idea of, of effect preceding time. So I'm just gonna read it uh, per, uh, verbatim. In this version of events, you would be, uh, and this is in the morning, like you wake up in the morning, you're doing breakfast. In this version of events, you would be opening the fridge because the butter was already on the table and your toast would be perfectly golden before and after you put it in the toaster. You wouldn't just be making breakfast. Your breakfast would be making you. So it's still a little, it's still <laughs> a little confusing. I know. I, I, I'm sorry. It's still a little confusing. It's confusing to me too. But it kind of shows that like, your perception of reality once you perceive it your the quant the reality goes back in time and basically chooses the cause it chooses the cause in which you decide to go upon it and this takes away from determinism it, and i'm stuttering here because my mind is going 10 times faster than the words because 
you if can't you, understand you, it. You can't no. understand it because if you think you understand quantum mechanics, you don't understand quantum mechanics. I'm going so, off. Wait, go go ahead. I um, want you to finish up this and then it's not my topic for a day, but I want to go off on a huge tangent. Okay, so yeah, let's just finish this. Um, so we're just going to finish this time travel thing. Say we live in a future that we don't like. Say Say Hitler ended up winning, okay? Say Hitler ended up winning. Would you guys want to go back in time and kill him? Just say yes. Say y'all wanted to go back in time and kill him. Sure. If, sure. If, the, if, we, if the many worlds interpretation was real, um, going back in time, we would only hop onto, you would only go back in time and hope that you would hop onto another reality. So say you killed Hitler, that's when I said like four, five, six episodes ago that time forks. And you go on to the future, you yourself go on to the future that Hitler was killed, and you live happily ever after. Which is unfortunate because all the other people that didn't time travel with you are left in the past, and unfortunately they're still living in the future Mm -hmm. in the reality that Hitler was one. But there are these, there's um, this completely other reality in which all of the same people are living in which the reality that Hitler was killed and that you're living happily ever after. That's basically the 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 showing that i'm sorry <laughs> that's basically the the illustration that a reality is subjective that all of yep. these people exist within your timeline which is absolutely crazy now in the the quantum bayesianism look is that you have not left the future when you go back in time you have not left the future because the future that you think is purely subjective there is no future that all of us share. So within uh, the, um, the future is only an assessment of the possibilities of the wave function of the things that could possibly happen. So in turn, when you uh, go back in time and you kill Hitler, you're creating a certain reality based off of purely your own subjective probability assessment. Okay. That said, if you understand, if you think you understand quantum mechanics, you don't understand. Bro, this dude's head is smoking right now. I, <laughs> I don't understand it. He's spinning. <laughs> this is why I've, I've lost sleep this week. This is why, um, just to get re- uh, personal, I'm working on college applications this week. And instead of writing my essays, I've gone into this realm of quantum craziness because I can't grasp as a human that my reality may be subjective, may be completely different than another's. Okay. But go on your tangent here. Um, not even a tangent. Different topic entirely. Sure. Um, science and let's just say religion, but in this case, religion is the existence of what science can't understand. Okay. I believe that both of these are interconnected. Uh, people always want to separate science from religion. Right. And say that... Um, like God cannot exist because it's uh, scientifically n- not provable. Right. But in reality, um, they work together. They're conjoined. And let, let's say I'm going to call it existence mm-hmm. because I think existence is more broad than reality. Sure. It just feels that way. Existence is everything that we can understand, everything that we can't, and everything beyond. As, uh, beyond our five senses. Yes, beyond our five senses. But... Um, Religion and science are interconnected due to the fact that um, everything, everything in the universe, everything that we know, everything that we don't is formed up of numbers just because they are formed up of numbers or mm-hmm. data or 
whatever you want to call it, things that are scientifically provable mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they weren't stem from things that we do not yet understand. Yeah. Because if you go back thousands of years, they would have never um, known how the re- how the earth revolved. They wouldn't have agreed. They wouldn't have agreed. And just now, we're, um, I don't think there will ever be a point that we fully, completely understand the universe because there's too much to understand uh-huh. because it's constantly expanding. Sure. And so if we think of the human race as linear, as infinitely um, progressing, so will the universe mm-hmm. because um, as we continue to evolve, as we continue to um, understand things on a deeper, more meaningful level, so do the our surroundings. And um, religion, if you want to think of it as everything that we don't understand, can you truly say that that's improvable by science or can you only say that um, science is not yet up to par? Well, what you've said was extremely loaded, extremely uh, introspective, and it was full of merit. And I actually enjoyed what you were talking about. Um, And just to uh, go on the religion, religion was the science of the past. Like, before we came up with this sort of scientific thinking, before we called it science, that was their science because what did we say in episode one? Science is a way of perceiving our natural world. Exactly. So that, the religion was perceived that was their perception of the world um that the earth was flat and the earth was um being carried by a flying turtle and it was turtles that went all the way down and everything revolved around this turtle that was carrying the earth that was their science of the past so our science now kind of goes away from this religion but it's just your way of perceiving the world and this goes back to subjective reality if there's somebody who completely disagree, disagrees with science, you can't tell them that gravity is just space-time curvature. You can't tell them that science does all these things because they can come up with a, a, a reality or through their religion, they can come up with a reason. So, yeah, there's, there's no way of, of saying that, um, that, of basically telling somebody exactly. that a reality is something. This is our discussion on reality, could right? You, could you truly claim that something that humans or mankind doesn't know of truly doesn't exist i feel like it all has to do with a person's open-mindedness right yeah. because in this day and age that we live in a question like that could immediately be put down by somebody who's not open-minded at all right mm-hmm. there's plenty of people in the world who will sit here and listen to that and not take none of it in yeah and they'll just dish out whatever they think instantly and put whatever you got down because it's not fact people love fact which, you know what I'm saying, rightfully so, you know what I'm saying, in fact, you know for, uh, you know what I'm saying, you know it's going on, you know what's going on. But for sure. I feel like being open-minded is so important in this world because, again, mm. we were just talking about reality is what's known and unknown. Yeah. Not everything is known, so how are you going to say something's not true when nobody in the world really knows if it's true yet? Exactly. So, so I feel re- like that just, you know what I'm saying, open-minded. For open-minded all those people out there who – well, true, let's just call them, these are real conservative people sure. that will not break away from their beliefs. Uh-huh. Um, you're, you're a fool. I, I'm a, it's po- like, possibly. I'm going to just say that it's um, black and white. And in this case, um, they're just limiting their understanding. Because even if you're not religious and um, even if you want science to back everything up, mm-hmm. 
there are still scientists to this day that cannot explain some of the phenomenons that we see on Earth. True that. And there will be people that are stupid enough to claim that just because these scientists can't perceive it and understand it, these scientists, which, by the way, are humans like you, mm -hmm. even if you don't understand it, you're taking it in for, through their explanations, which is the whole point of this podcast is us just bouncing around information, continuing to generate our knowledge, not being one of those fools that um, just sit there and just take everything in as it's presented to them, trying to understand, go dig deeper, and go beyond our realm of understanding, which will promote more understanding, because do we even understand what understanding is nope. until you understand what understanding is? Understand, understand, it's, understand. It's just, <laughs> a, it's just an endless cycle, and if these people are not even beginning that cycle they're sitting still they're letting everything come to them when you should be going forth and attempting to see things in your own way and these people that are ignoring the um well i don't want to say ignoring these people who are blind to um the phenomenons of the world and what everything is mm -hmm. are just limiting themselves sure and uh since we're kind of talking about science and religion as an entity one of the greatest scientists of all time you could argue the greatest einstein believed in god mm. newton all of these scientists believe in god actually uh, uh, well not all of them most of them back in the day did and obviously people can rationalize a world in which science and god exist they believe that god is the the one who carries out this science and uh, i'll get into that when quantum mechanics was basically found out, when quantum mechanics was expressed as a, a thing that could be, Einstein said, God does not play dice with the universe. That, so obviously Einstein believed in, in, this, in the thought of, the, of, of, of oh God, of, of a great <laughs> omniscient deity, which, mm -hmm. is the, which is the acronym for God, great omniscient deity. Right. Um, so when we talk about things like the Big Bang, before the Big Bang happened, there is no such thing. There's no concept of time. There's we all the science that was that we know today was shot out at the moment of the Big Bang. So one could say that God was the one who set the Big Bang in motion, and a lot of scientists believe that if there is such thing as a God, he put his finger down on the Big Bang, and then everything after that, he has no, he has no say in that happening so what where the real uh, uh, discrepancy with religion and science is is now what goes on in the world are the actions that happen are they carried out by some sort of probabilistic science and that's within quantum mechanics and all of that are the, is there quantum mechanics within our brain does quantum mechanics govern our brain or is it god or something else that carries out these sort of actions and maybe it's both we have no way of knowing. There's one thing that I do want to say. Sure. And I dare anybody who um, does not agree with me to try to refute me, maybe sure. in the comments or if you see me in person. Um, either, I don't like doing absolutes, but in this case, I do believe that there is an absolute. Either A, you believe we're in a simulation like we were talking about before. Sure. Or B, you believe that... Um, 
there is some type, some size, <laughs> some type or form of higher power. Higher power. Not in. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Muslim. Yeah. You don't have to be Jewish uh, or believe in any specific god that is um, shown in texts of the past. But um, how do you rationalize to me that? At the beginning of time, quote unquote time, whatever we understand it to be, yeah, that um, s- science alone and a particle, or the let's say the smallest increment of measurement that is possible, flourished into the Big Bang and eventually our world, eventually what, our yeah. consciousness. What, what came actually, before? Yeah. What came before the particle? Before. Our our generalization or rationalization of nothingness. What is nothingness? Mm-hmm. I believe that nothingness is um, God yeah. itself. What that caused? nothingness is what science. This is why I was saying they were intertwined. That nothingness is what science and um, religion come out uh, come out to be. Because um, I don't know where I'm going. No, I understand but, what you're saying. Is what caused what set the big bang in motion and you're saying what precedes the big bang science cannot understand and what you believe that is before is your religion is god is what set the big bang and well do you believe in the big bang at all yes okay yeah so what set the big bang in motion um the issue and this is what happens with humanity this is what happens a lot within theoretical physics um because we know what, th- what theoretical physics is hap- doing right now, they're trying to come up with a theory of everything. And on our journey into to coming up with this theory of everything, coming up with one question and one answer that defines our universe, all we do is keep coming up with new questions and new possibilities. So to um, with the Big Bang, what people have came up with is the infinite universe theory or the multiverse theory. So within the infinite universe, there's a big bang and um, a big collapse or a great collapse. So the we started in this infinite, infinitely and infinitesimally small, dense particle that bang into the universe we know today. But we know that the universe is expanding, right? But this expansion is slowing down. Yeah. It was it was speeding up at first the curve. But we know eventually it's going to slow down, and when it keeps slowing down, when it gets to a point in which it expands, expands to its max point, it collapses. This is the great collapse, and the, the world comes back into this infinitesimally and infinite density small point. Mm-hmm. And then the whole process starts over again. Another bang, another collapse, another bang, another collapse. That's the infinite universe theory. Also within the multiverse is we have our universe, but there's all these, I guess you could say spheres, because everything's a sphere. You could say all these universes, and these universes collide, and they bounce off each other, and um, certain universes expand at different rates. So uh, that's like... Mathematically, like you were saying with the different rates, how do we know that the curve is truly slowing down? Maybe it's only slowing down and where we see is feasible. But beyond that, um, these different rates collide and, you know, they're unmeasurable. So how are we to truly say that it is slowing down? Oh, the expansion of the universe? Mm-hmm. Well, so the way we've uh, the way we uh, basically saw that the universe ex- was expanding, um, I believe it was Johannes Kepler. Yeah, Johannes Kepler. Um, or no. 
not Johannes Kepler, Edwin Hubble. Edwin Hubble, <laughs> sorry. Uh, wow. If if anybody, future scientist, is looking at me, I apologize. I do believe it's Edwin Hubble, um, the Hubble telescope. Uh, he was perceiving other galaxies, and he saw that, yes, okay, he saw that the galaxies were moving away from us. Um, um, and in this, and a whole bunch of smart people got together, they saw that the universe was expanding, but they see that this expansion is slowing down. Um, I forgot the type of curve that it is, but it's basically the curve that maps the expansion of our universe. Um, so that's basically how we rationalize it, yes. Um, but I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a whole bunch of wild stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm pooped. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, we could go on this for hours, but it's... Mm-hmm. It, it's it, hurts my brain are y'all guys brains hurt as much yeah, as mine you just i don't, don't even know thinking, what we're right? talking about at this point <laughs> yeah man it, it, it's it's an absolute insanity so let's bring this crazy conversation to a close and we're gonna have many more conversations of this but um i'll just say whether it's simulation whether we live within a subjective reality or it's an objective reality um whether you, the person beside you is real or not, um, whether the world behind you is uploaded or it's just hasn't been generated yet by the simulation, or if there's an objective reality set forth by some great omniscient deity or some great divine order that sets the universe and it has already determined our fate, what resides among all of that are, is experience, is mm-hmm. your human experience, and... Within all of this stuff, this con- this contemplation that we're doing is very stimulating to our brains, to our minds. is very fun to talk about. But within all of that, we can always, whatever our world may be, love always stands in the middle of it. We can always love one another. We can always love ourselves, love our lives. And within that is experience. Within that is joy. Within that joy, you can always live a fulfilling life to the end of your time. So... But whatever happens before your time, whatever happens after your time, whether you're reincarnated, whether you go to heaven, regardless of that, within your own human life, you always have experience, you always have love. And I must say, in order to keep contemplating these things, Mm -hmm. we must get past the great filter. And sorry, you wanted to end it right there, but I have one more comment. Sure. Unpopular opinion. Atheism isn't real. Sure. Because... um, Either, like I said before, A, you believe that we're in a simu- uh, uh, simula- <laughs> simulation uh-huh. and um, every everything that can happen is just linear. Or you be, believe that science and religion are interconnected to a degree. Because if you believe that um, we're not in a simula- uh, simulation, then to some degree you have faith. And what does mm. faith tie into? Mm. It ties into religion. Mm. So... You have I'm any done. final words on this topic, man? I would say off of what you just said, I feel like atheism is, I feel like people who are, you know what I'm saying, consider themselves to be atheists, yeah. find themselves still wondering how all this came to be. Which Absolutely. Is, which Absolutely. is, you know what I'm saying, kind of mind-boggling when you think about it that you, you know what I mean, like you, at that point, you should open up your mind and mm-hmm. really think about it like, okay, well, Maybe this is not, you know what I'm saying? Maybe 
I'm wrong or maybe I'm this or maybe I could be wrong. It's the, the possibility. Op- the open mindedness you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. 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 But exactly. to be an atheist, they reject all the um, they reject all um, possibility of there being a higher power. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just from there, uh, you lose a good chunk of understanding of your natural world. Yeah. Guys, this is great stuff, um, and it's, it's, this makes me think, it's just crazy to think how non-living particles, because um, we are birthed from the stars, we are birthed from uh, the, the fusion that happens within the stars, um, the, the sun uh, provided us with what we are today, um, and it, it gravitationally brought together what came to be the earth and mm-hmm. uh, uh, when we had the dinosaurs a great meteor came down smashed into the yucatan uh, peninsula and out of that mammals came out of the ground and even before the dinosaurs single-celled organisms um came into contact with other things and came eukaryotes and eukaryotes birthed what we are today birthed consciousness and and what i just described is something called abiogenesis and within abiogenesis is what, how non-living things come to be the living yep. things we are today. Um, and, and in abiogenesis, uh, what is the barrier to abiogenesis? The great filter. And how do we continue? How do we continue as this, this, this civilization of triumph and of the, the special nature of humanity? It's getting past the great filter. We must know. get past the great filter. I'm going to say that over and over because I believe that if we abandon the, the, the sort of irrelevant things that pervade our society today and we, we just try to we come together hand in hand across the, across the world, across our globe as humanity, because we know that humanity is here. We join together globalization. We walk hand in hand into a better tomorrow. In that we get past the great filter, we're able to stop climate change and an AI revolution and all these dangers exactly. that, uh, that, that we can imagine coming to us tomorrow. Us getting past the great filter allows us to come back to what I said was the, the general theme of life is that joy and experience. And to all the concepts that we've discussed in the 10 episodes of this podcast to believe that they're just a culmination of cells and um, possible just whatever you believe science to be. Sure. Just to believe that all of that is just a culmination of whatever is tangible to us is just sad because the complexities of human beings and their emotions are not just comprised of cells and everything else. So you you know within your soul that it goes beyond that. If you do believe in the soul, you are religious to some degree. And as much as I love science, as much as I uh, try to live by it, when I think of my emotions, and and we know that a lot of emotions are are neurochemically comprised, but um, just it's a human... It's a human, uh, uh, I guess, tendency to want to believe that there's something else. That's why I like to believe of the all-pervading wavelength mm-hmm. that our brains are on. So, because do you, do you, there's no term for every emotion that we feel. Yeah. That's why we're always at a loss for words. That's why sometimes I can't formulate what I'm truly feeling. And feeling is beyond science because... There will never be a word for everything that we feel because it's constantly evolving. And the reason that it constantly evolves 
is not all it is at to some degree science but it's beyond that beyond the understanding of science sure and um <laughs> we can keep trying to come up with these ending topics but uh-huh. you keep building on what i say i keep building on what you say so this will certainly be the final thing i say um as a scientist um i believe i i truly believe most of the things i say um but with all the philosophical and sort of metaphysical things that um, we discuss as well, I believe that at some point somebody uh, will figure it out, the, this theory of everything, but I believe that it all comes together within one point. I believe that all of these little parts, quantum mechanics, classical mechanics, religion, feeling, relationships, atheism, whatever, Muslim, Buddhism, whatever you believe in, all of it comes together into something and that something is the human experience that something is reality all right guest young still closing closing ideas on this yeah i don't really y'all covered everything that i was thinking about over here you know? I'm, i like you know what i mean anything that i say i feel like could spark you know what i mean more conversation yes <laughs> yes yeah. yeah. um so quick uh, house cleaning things man uh this is your first time on the enlightened brothers yeah. what do you think of the the experience the what do you think of like the the i guess the the ideas that are birthed from our minds onto this like what out of this conversation what's the feeling that you have right now i just you know what i mean it's just really um cool to be around people that you know what i'm saying can talk and formulate ideas and formulate what they're trying to say yeah man um you know what i mean because you know i cast me at Emery might know, you know what I mean? If I be, even if I'm on a PS4, I go on for hours. I go on for <laughs> hours about stuff just like this, you yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes I gotta be like, okay, let me tell I'm going on too long. But yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I like talking about just like this because, you mean, I feel like open mindedness is just what can keep this world spinning around. I feel like we live in a world that a lot of people might like to, you know what I'm saying, kind of bandwagon off other people's ideas. And, yeah. the, and the thing that I say all the time is, it was isn't necessarily a bad thing at this point in time, but you know what I mean, you could have like a big scientist or something, and now with the media, they could push whatever they want, and that kind of leads on because you know what I'm saying if we go into the uh, topic that I want to talk about, kind of leads oh. on into that. But okay, so you you have a topic today, so yeah. you want you want to transition to your topic, yeah. yeah so we're gonna do a transition right here. Our guest has brought in a topic, Lonnie. Give it to the people, man. Let's What's go. up? All right, so my topic is really just gonna be talking about how the media and like kind of like higher ups like the, the higher ups like how they say the elitist groups and all that stuff mm-hmm. kind of control how we think and how we uh, you know what i'm saying move mm. in our everyday life right sure. so like I, what i was saying with the media um you know what i'm saying if somebody like a higher they could say like a scientist or something came out and said um this just in Aliens, aliens. <laughs> yeah, aliens or anything like that, right? And yeah. If it's on the media, people are gonna believe it. Yeah. Right, and that's that's how easy it's gotten to be is that people will believe that over the people saying oh, I don't know. Yeah. Right. So that's why when I look at stuff, say flat earthers, people who you know what I'm mm. saying believe in flat earth. Yeah. I'm like okay, I look at them and I'm like oh I can see where you coming from with that. I can see why yeah. you might think that uh-huh. this and that. While other people be like, not Earth round, Earth round. I ain't trying to hear what you're trying to say. Even take our podcast for example. Some one of the things we might say might be a mistake, and you know, since we're such cool guys and we just keep rolling, you might believe it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Hey, well, all this stuff could be that's fake. That's Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just got the charisma to make you think. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that we talked about this on episode three. Um, when because did you watch? You know the Social Dilemma on uh, Netflix. 
No, I didn't watch that. Oh, yes. Well, you should definitely watch that documentary, but it talks exactly what you're talking about is that social media has kind of gotten us to a point where there is no objective truth, and that open-mindedness is um, what we need. And when you're talking about flat earth, uh, like as a scientist, <laughs> when you said I, the earth is round, the earth is round, the earth is round, yeah, that's me. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, me, as not only just a scientist, but I try to believe myself as a kind soul. I am kind to those that believe in yeah. other things, and I will listen to what they say. But um, when something like an eclipse happens, and we see that um, the eclipse is spherical, and it comes in as a circle, and that there's not just one little thin slit, yeah. that shows us that the Earth isn't flat. Yeah. And just many different little things like that. But, you know... You know, th no, that is very interesting, though, that, like, you say, like, the higher-ups, they kind of choose what media is popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel as though, like, you know what I mean, higher-ups, you know, like, it's, it's came out in many different, you know what I mean, the Illuminati, all these all this type oh, of things, okay. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Groups of people that are just behind the scenes um, kind of controlling what's going on down here, right? And, right. and it can First get really all, deep. Do you guys believe in a little, a background reality, so so to speak? Deep state? Yeah. Illuminati? Yeah. To some degree? I do. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even like talking about that stuff on camera because, you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I honestly don't. Well, you know what? If that deep state is so good, then they're either going to get us when they get us or... They already know what or, we're talking about now. Yeah, or they already know what we're talking about now. Or just because we're talking about this stuff, they don't want to pluck us off and make it obvious so yeah. then they won't do it um, hey if that's the case don't let us upload this that's my challenge to you oh yeah go ahead yeah deep state if go ahead if, you, if you're here then come get us bro because we're them boys because <laughs> I, what i'm there's they're not like superhumans. yeah all these yeah. um people that are running things in the backgrounds are just like us so if you have the potential to pull the strings then i have the potential to cut those strings they're just powerful and let uh, them know to future Caleb, if um, somehow I in the future solve time travel, I want you right now to come back in the past and save us. <laughs> so <laughs> if if I solve time travel, I will appear right here. Wait, no. If if he's gonna save you, that would mean that there are alternate realities. And that means that in the many <laughs> worlds, you're about to die. <laughs> in the many worlds interpretation, I go back and then I go into a different reality. Therefore, my future is me going back in time mm -hmm. and going into this different reality. So, therefore, I will not experience that right now. That's subjective reality. Bing, boom, bow. We just freaking solved the key to the universe. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But as, an, yeah. as somebody who's very objective, or not objective, optimistic, I don't like thinking about there being a deep state. I don't like yeah. them there being like a group of people that, oh, this year Biden's the president. This year Trump's the president. Yep. Like, that's just that's scary, bro. Yeah, that's scary. It is scary, but you know, like I we were saying before, the pessimist. Yeah, I believe that opens more doors than you could just being an optimist. Sure, so I you agree. have to have a good blend of both. I agree. And you know, people say this often, but um, life sucks and reality sucks. But you know, um, there is a lot of beauty to it, and I think that um, some people. Because you know how evil humans can be. Yeah, sure. I'd be more afraid to go up against a crazy dude than fight a bear. Because <laughs> imagine if, like, just imagine the possibilities of what you could conjure up, what yeah. somebody else could possibly do to you. For sure. And, you know, just human greed, human manipulation, human error. 
I believe that they go to such lengths that it is possible for there to be somebody pulling the strings, not somebody, well, a group of people. And, you know, it just, it's crazy. Bro. So I have like a, so my mother put me on this dude because back in the day I used to see, you know what I mean? Um, I'm saying, you know how when you're little, they say you can see like spirits and you see stuff and yeah. all that type of stuff. And My grandmother you know I mean? said that. Yeah. And so me as a little kid, like I have vivid memories of it still to this day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I have stuff walk into my room and all this stuff and like it'd be some crazy stuff. Yeah. But my mom always used to say I used to play with somebody. Right. Like I used to play with an imagine. She thought I was just like an imaginary friend. Yes. And the one day she was scrolling through pictures with um, my grandmother mm -hmm. and they were looking back. And I heard grand, my mom's grandfather died when she was four. Uh -huh. And I pointed straight to a picture of, you know what I'm saying, her grandfather and said, oh, that's the dude I'm playing with. Oh, that's him right there. That's, and I said his name and everything. Never even talked about him before in my life. Right? So that type of stuff, um, you know what I mean? I feel like going back there kind of, you know, helps me think that, like, because the whole reason this whole, like, elite stuff is happening, right? Yeah. Is, well, that's what they say is to... Um, whatever you call it, keep us at a state where we can't like, where we think that's just fate. Yeah, like, that ain't happen, right? Right. And so okay. going back to where I started, that kind of was a little tangent, but no, I feel you. The reason I was um bringing it back to that story was because she brought a dude over, uh, Joseph, because there was some paranormal stuff happening, and his name was Joseph Tittle. Yeah, and he's like a psychic medium. I don't know if y'all um believe in that type of stuff, but. Um, he was a psychic medium, and he was saying what was going on, saying stuff having to do with our family and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so now we watch him today on, uh, you know what I'm saying, YouTube. And what he does is he, like, predicts stuff every month and yeah. at the beginning of every year. And, like, just recently, like, he predicted a month before it happened that two hurricanes would hit the Gulf of Mexico, which they did. Right. Um, he just predicts stuff, and he's, like, 90% correct the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, me, I'm always open-minded. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fully believe him yeah. but i'm gonna take what he's saying and yeah. be like okay cool what's going on and one thing that he's really like about is that whole like the elites and all that stuff and they're behind the scenes doing pretty nasty things mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and like because i you, when you think about it you you say oh the government's corrupt to somebody right mm -hmm. you said the government's corrupt and it's normal people be like yeah it's corrupt yeah How, like that's normal yeah but you know what I mean? Like how? Yeah, they exactly. They, exactly. They, don't, they, don't, they don't go further. And exactly. He, yeah. They don't. And it's just normal to be like, oh, yeah, they're corrupt. But this guy goes in depth and he's like, yo, they're doing nasty stuff, whether it's stuff yeah. having to do, you know, I'm not going to get into all that. It's a little while, but yeah. just doing some crazy stuff behind the scenes and maybe trying to like pick strings so certain things happen in their favor. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All that type of stuff. Let's, uh, all of our topics are kind of intertwined at this point because they're right. so expansive, but right. like, censored media is there anything out there that you really could like you couldn't know no matter what there are always avenues that you could take to potentially find out information mm -hmm. whether it's limited by the government or whatnot okay. so what i think is like even even the books that you read yeah. that are propelling us to do all these group discussions they're written by humans like the same uh same mm -hmm. as us right. so if there's a scientific theory that they had thought about and they left out one key major detail we wouldn't be able to rationalize that because that came from their minds and they didn't um translate it into the book form that we take it as yeah so uh, i believe that science and some degrees of our understanding that we know of today are limited and um, there are key constructs that 
are being kept by those who maybe formulated these ideas in the first place. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be able to know because they're not accessible to us. But and so I believe that this deep state and these um, governments or whatever organization you want to call it are just um, keeping this information away from us. Yeah. And, you know, it's intangible because we don't have access to it. But if we did, that would propel society. So I, I don't know what limit they're, what they're trying to limit because, you know, they're, that information is not accessible to us. Yeah. But um, so in my like whatever you call it, in my um, kind of like how I view it and how I like see it, you know, what I mean, I wouldn't call myself a super spiritual person. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely open minded in that sense. Like, you know, what I'm saying I do know a good amount of stuff about what you know what I'm saying that stuff is about. Mm-hmm. But involving that, um, I would say that they are trying to limit or it is said that they're trying to limit people's consciousness, right? Mm. Like people think that they can reach that state, right? You heard it like people opening their third eye and stuff. Yeah. yeah. People think that that's our natural state, right? With our third eye open and third having your third eye open is being able to kind of have certain cues and communications with the, you know what I'm saying, the, the other divine. dimensions, the, right. you know yeah. what I'm saying, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so if we're coming out, he's like, if we're coming out the womb, being able to do that, right? Mm. And then everything they put into this world, they're controlling us to not be able to see that no more, right? They're controlling us so that we can't see that. And that now we're thinking, oh, that's crazy, right? Now yeah. we're thinking, oh, that's crazy and all right. this stuff. And uh, kind of like like you see it in the in the media now with the NLE Chapa, you know what I'm saying? Him doing his little spiritual journey. And everyone in the comments, oh, he's crazy. He's tripping. Yeah. What is he on? But like... If you're coming out the womb seeing that type of stuff, yeah, it's like that's what it's all about, and they don't they want us they want that to happen they want an adjunct to close they want us not to be able to believe and find our true higher consciousness that's, so we can because yeah. if that was the case we wouldn't need a government we'd be able to, oh wait exactly why yeah. do we need this we can all do this ourselves we, everything that, is in inside us we got that that's interesting so, to think about yep. yeah. say I was born in. Um, I don't know. I keep saying Venezuela. I'm gonna say it again. Venezuela. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I would be a completely different. You need to person. take a trip there, <laughs> <laughs> or something. You owe them a trip, <laughs> or something. Um, I would be a completely different person on the outside, but my basic fundamental, um, like, I would. I don't want to say morals. Who I am as a person wouldn't change, mm. but my experience, my experiences would have constructed me to be a completely different person from who I am today. Sure. And um, this deep state, if there is one, I believe that um, their con- their um, role is to control our perceived realities. Yeah. So they're basically molding, not completely, but um, influencing us to be however their vision is, um, um, however their vision is. So, you know, mm. in the case of like if they were um, deciding who the next president would be. That would completely change our livelihoods. So in some way, they would have an influence on who we are to become, and not basically playing puppet on, uh, not play basically put like puppety puppeteering our lives. But you know, to some degree, they have control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two things. Picking up on what both of y'all have said, um, one serious, one like just me thinking. The serious one is the only issue. With this deep state stuff, we know now that humans aren't immortal, right? So, 
for this deep state thing to happen, there obviously has to be some sort of line. Like, there has to be somebody that dies the next man up. Like a dynasty. Yeah, it has to be a dynasty. At the same time, though, in order to just cover all these things, like, the way, in order for these people to just truly be out of the, the picture, they'd have to, it has to be some sort of elaborate, beyond comprehension plan that I just don't think that a plan that is that elaborate can be carried out by a human because at yeah. some point we know that human hu- there's human frailty there's human error so they have to make an error at some point maybe these errors are like certain things that happen within our realities maybe those errors are the things that we like to call disasters or coronavirus or something like that yeah. maybe those are the errors but at the same time I just don't like and then for them to be carrying out these out these elaborate plans they also wouldn't be out in the world experiencing the good things about the world, like yeah. dating and uh, well, people have intercourse and food and stuff <laughs> like that. They they wouldn't be out there doing yeah. that stuff because they'd be constantly controlling the world. Maybe this control is the only thing that gives them joy, but I don't think so. So that's the only combatant to the deep state. But that if the simulation is real, these people who aren't out there enjoying things and who are could possibly be immortal, the only way it makes sense in my brain is that if it is a simulation and these the, this, these deep state people are like, um, I don't know, what do you call it in a video game? Not game, not gamekeepers, Sheep, but uh, I guess you could call it gamekeepers. Like, there are people here that are just monitoring the simulation. So, moderate, keep, yeah. Yeah, moderators, moderators, so that yeah. they, and they place limits on people so that they don't break the simulation. That's my only, like, way of thinking. Like, oh, go ahead. So, Long. what I wanted to say, like, so you said there had to be errors. And in today's day and age, it's easy to have those errors and cover them up in my in my just because of what i'm saying is i know what you're about to say so uh let's i could take one okay so oprah was being investigated for human trafficking right that was on the media i don't even think i've seen it on the media i heard about it through a little website they yeah. ain't put it out there right yeah right. but then what they putting out there they putting everything having to do with the debate everything having to do with coronavirus yeah. everything to cover that up right so less this, less, yeah. less people are doing it and right. whatever and media manipulation same with Chrissy Teigen and uh, Chrissy Teigen, uh, John Legend's wife, was being investigated for that same thing. Mm. They covered it up, and you know what I'm saying now they got people feeling bad. You guys know MK Ultra? No, you don't. No, it was basically this um, experiment that was ran. Um, timeline's completely off. I think 70s, 6, 80s. Don't quote me on that, but um, um, it basically had to do with media news broadcasters. And there were certain signs that people were able to notice within these broadcasters that were um, that um, that were stayed stayed constant throughout different media, like um, reporters on different channels like Fox, CNN. They all displayed these same attributes, and it was basically um, it was basically to expose media manipulation and say that the mind control, uh, to some like um, degree, was being present uh, presented to um, show the society and people as a a whole things that they wanted to see. So I did have, Mm. there was something on Instagram about that that I seen, and it was was around the time where a lot of that, um, uh, the the riots, the Black Lives Matter peaceful protests and all that stuff was going on, 
mm-hmm. but it was on somebody's story and I clicked on it and you saw it too. I posted it on my story. There had to be like 20 or 30 different news broadcasts and they were saying the same thing in the same tone of voice in mm-hmm. the same, like the same everything. And yes, you could see they have a teleprompter, but you got to understand like if I had a teleprompter, yeah, I'm going to read what's on there, but you can mm-hmm. expand on what you're saying, right? They saying the same thing right down the line crazy on all these different and you know that's just a form of what i'm trying to say like wow. people will be able to like program people without them knowing right like it's kind of like it, Caleb it's, Don. Like a, it's like a form of programming we gotta, and nowadays with the media it's easy to cover stuff up so if you mess up like you said it's easy to cover stuff up now big yeah, mess bro. ups you know what i'm saying i could i could understand where you're coming from but like yeah just like remain like like i said like i'm like extra open-minded so i'm just thinking yeah. like look and Okay, let me go into something, like, not, like, something different, different, but, like, just, like, something else within it. Sure. To, yeah, there's, like, a thing. You ever seen stuff involving, like, the bathtubs with rappers and st- movie stars and all that stuff? You know what I mean? Okay, so, you'll see. Now, they have, like, this little, like, they say it's, like, they're, like, Luciferians or whatever, all that type of stuff. Like, they're basically, like, just evil individuals. Yeah. And they have to join this type of elite group organization through a couple of different ways, which could be... You know what I'm saying? Wild or whatever. But look up all this stuff. All these artists, all these rappers, Drake, Eminem, uh, all these people. Yeah. They'll take a music video or they'll have a picture or a photo shoot. Uh Tupac was another one. Yeah. In a bathtub. Oh. And that represents their initiation to everyone else. They don't got to go say, oh, yeah, I'm in this. Yeah. Nah, that represents their initiation to everyone else, which could just be a coincidence. Exactly. Another one is, okay, it's just been in the news, but the uh, the Emilio sisters covering your eye up in a picture. Uh Uh-huh. They saying that's, you know what I'm saying, a good one. You ever see my favorite rapper, um, Jay-Z, holds up, you know what I'm saying, The Rock. Yeah. But a bunch of other people doing that, too. Right. they, They think that is a form of... You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a symbol to everyone. Like, okay, yeah, this is this is what we're like. I'm I'm in this now, or I'm with y'all, or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of just like extra and behind the scenes. Assuming this deep state stuff is real, they're not idiots. They know that it's gonna get us talking like this. They know it's gonna spur conversation. Yeah. And you know, I can't. Assuming it is real, I can't say what that is for, because, you know, even if we talk about it, it'll make us conspiracize and get us closer to an eventual truth that's inevitable regardless of what they're making us believe but you know but they would, i don't know they would know that not they enough, would know that not enough people would believe in one thing so maybe so maybe to have a normal society they have to cast doubt right. and these fear. celebrities uh fear and doubt to that you know how we were talking about ways that they could possibly cover their tracks. Yeah. Maybe the, one of these ways is us knowing somewhat of their existence. Yeah. You know, to a certain degree. Mm. So even if things occur, there will be there will be people like um, I'll use faith as a word in this um, scenario. Like people who have faith that there um, is something beyond, like some uh, what we don't understand, sure. and the other people who are just reject reality and take take things at um take things at um eye value or what's the term i don't know face value Face value. Yeah. take things at face value you know and just like see it how it is so maybe casting doubt on all these situations and these celebrities are basically puppets to um you know do that yeah. well closely i feel like 
like well, recently, the whole thing and within that community of people who, you know what I'm saying, together believe that that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, they think that recently or like starting like, you know, started recently that people really started waking up, which is true. I feel like a lot more people look, um, he's kind of a meme, but I mean, I think, you know what I'm saying? Woke. When you really, uh, yeah, with the, the woke YouTubers, all that type of stuff, you could say spiritual soul because spiritual soul know what he's doing. He has like a million, million subs on YouTube. Yeah. Near. That's a lot of people that either follow him just because they like they following him or they follow him. So I feel like a lot of people are they saying a lot of people are waking up and really being more open minded and coming to their own conclusions, which is important. Um, but they're saying because of that, the main way you keep people down at that little low vibrational state, that little low consciousness, all that stuff mm-hmm. is to put fear into them and to put all this fear, all this the stress. And all that, all them emotions that are negative, mm-hmm. that's caused by what's going on in the world, and yeah. that's caused by what we're made to believe as a young kid, right? Mm, yeah. And so that's the thing. That type of stuff, like for me, bro, I've been the happiest person ever since like mid mid summer. I have not stressed. I have not done anything. Like Absolutely. That. And Same as cool. I. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's people out there right now that's stressing and getting mad over the littlest things and, and struggling. The people that are, you know what I'm saying, are struggling with this like. They're getting fear casted on them and all that stuff, and those are the people that would be, you know, it, it, it'd be a struggle for them to really open their mind to this type yeah. of stuff because yeah. they're being kept down by all that low vibrational stuff. Thinking about like energy and the what people give off, what their feelings, I emotions come strongly into play um, in those types of scenarios. So you know, like even with this pandemic, um. All the death, all the death that people are subject to, all the fear of you have to wear a mask and um, stay safe, stay at home. It's just casting fear upon everybody. There are emotions of hate, of anger, of solitude. And, you know, that energy is really affecting everyone because you can feel it when you go out Uh, compared to a a couple months ago. Like this is irrefutable compared to a, a couple months ago. The world is not in a good state. And. Even not by watching the news, you can just feel that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think energy comes into um, major play here with the, like, deep state and all these people maybe being able to um, manipulate people's emotions to get um, what whatever they want, whatever it is, because, you know, that's beyond us. Yeah, well, uh, I certainly hope this stuff is real. <laughs> um, if it is, we're, we, got, um, we put targets on our backs. Yeah, bro. if it is, we have targets <laughs> on our back. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the, the truth the truth will come out eventually. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody has their certain perspective on it. The fact that social media is around and that everybody can have their sort of um, their own perspective on it kind of creates – this uh this possibility of whether it's true or not and mm-hmm. it kind of creates this disagreement and there is no objectivity and it makes you think like when did this thing start like yeah. did it start back when during the cavemen or did it start years ago like it it it, it definitely starts a, sparks a lot of very interesting conversations and yeah. um you know uh i don't know it's scary and you know maybe when i build my spaceship one day I'm going to Mars and I'm staying there because I, I think I ain't it's getting controlled by one deep state. <laughs> I think it's interesting because if you get, I'm, if the deep state is real, like I said before, they're humans. They're just like us, unless you think there's lizard men, right. like freaking yeah. Mark Zuckerberg or something. Yeah. But you know, they're just like us. So if they've gotten to that state where they can um, 
control the um, all of the humans across the globe, then you know the potential is endless within us. So like uh, we were talking about in that um, What is Humanity episode, episode number five, everything is possible when you set your mind to it. It's not like a quote that you could say to just really get people pumped up and look forward to the future and what they can do. It's literally possible. Anything mm-hmm. is possible yeah. because you can't say that something is impossible if, you, if you're not like a time traveler or if yeah, you can't um, – just if you don't know destiny or fate as it is. So, you know, just if you set your mind to it, how do you think that humans have progressed this much in so little time? Like, really, in looking at um, the scale of the universe and how long it's been, like, what, a million years, a billion years, truly, and, like, we're at this level of understanding and everything, mm-hmm. it's astronomical, it's crazy. <sighs> yeah, man. Well, I'll let you close it with that, bro. There's a lot, lots of good stuff, man. Oh, um, you know. <laughs> stay yeah, stay you No, know, yeah, go ahead. You close it. I just say just, you know I mean, this whole thing just leaves. You can believe what you want to believe. Just stay open-minded. You know what I mean? Don't don't yeah. take other, don't don't just follow what somebody else say. Take stuff from both sides. Look at it. Draw conclusions yourself. And you know what I mean? You sounded know, like the Enlightened. He, he sounded like us. the yeah, Enlightened Brothers. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pound right yes, there. Sir. That's what's up. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, like the purpose of this podcast at the end of every episode, I feel like we've truly achieved it. Oh, yeah. And everybody is like at some level of mutual understanding, because although we've disagreed on some portions, although we've um, held our own understandings, you know, we've come to a mutual understanding and we respect each other's opinions on said topics. That's what being enlightened is. You that's know, what being enlightened is. We don't have to be on the same page, but we in the same book, you know. Um, anyway, we actually didn't talk about this in the intro. I meant to say it, but uh, we got caught up in other stuff. But we're recording this episode the day after Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, we got sure. lots of thankful things to be thankful for, just the three of us. Um, we know that in the world, uh, 2020 has been very tough for a lot of people. But I hope that each and every uh, individual that's watching this podcast or listening or that just out in the world, I hope that they were able to, to, to I keep stuttering today, it's crazy. <laughs> but I hope they were able hey, to, to sit in thankfulness and to to be thankful for at least one thing. Whether Maybe that's just being alive, but hopefully they were thankful for something. What are you but, thankful for, Caleb? Let's go around. Okay, yeah, let's, we'll do that first. Um... I'll say I'm thankful for the human brain. I'm thankful for um, 2020 has honestly been the greatest year of my entire life. This has been uh, the, the an, 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 an epochal, epochal turning point in my life. Um, not many people on this podcast know the life that I was living before 2020. But I'll tell you this. It is not the life that you are seeing right now. It is not this man of contemplation and of scientific and uh of of scientific excitement um i was a very different person before this year of 2020 so i'm very thankful for the turning point that i've reached in 2020 to become this scientist and to become this man of contemplation and books and contemplation and reading and writing and coding have turned me into the man i am today so i'll say i'm thankful for that and within coming and turning into that man i've become more connected and more loving to the the nature around me more connected with my family and more connected with my friends and that's the only thing you can hope for Lonnie so, uh, actually, that was beautiful thank you yeah yes, sir. 
you already know, I'm thankful for everybody. Every single person mm. I've came in contact with throughout my life is the only reason I'm here today. It could be just picking up a pencil for somebody. Hey, look, I'm thankful for everybody. I'm thankful for, you know what I'm saying, just to be alive. I'm thankful for all the experiences that, you know what I mean, uh, I've experienced throughout my life because, you know what I'm saying, that's all what shapes you into you are today or who you are today. Um, you know what I mean, just recently, you know what I mean, like Kayla said, look, this year I ain't, I don't completely change, completely change person this year mm-hmm. from what I was. Um, and, you know, I'm just grateful that, you know what I'm saying, I was able to grow into the person I am today, you know. Yeah, man. That's perfect. That's what's up. For me, I'll start with the bad. Uh, this year, I realized that I'm pretty, uh, I'm a pretty ungrateful person, and I realized that I uh, take take for granted the things that are around me. You know, mm-hmm. we're ble- truly blessed to not experience um, much loss this year. Oh, but yeah. you know, um, it's crazy how much things can change. I think this year I truly realized that um, you have to do things before it's too late, you know. Even and I re- I'm so grateful that I realized that without having to experience any loss. So you know, to uh, this year I'm thankful. I'm thankful for understanding. Yeah. I'm thankful for mm. understanding of where I can be, where I am, and what I am as a person. I'm thankful for my mind. I'm thankful for being able to juggle around thoughts, form my own opinions. I'm thankful for everybody around me, like Lonnie said. You know, even the things that you, even your reality that you haven't perceived, just know that all of the things that have been around you that you've experienced yourself, the things that you will see are what build the foundation of your life and your choices are what make everything special. That's beautiful, man. And as the enlightened brothers and as Lonnie becoming a new enlightened brother, a new enlightened part of the family, we can all say that we're thankful for this podcast. We're thankful for the platform in which we are able to put forth these views. And we are thankful for the viewers for listening and consuming this content. No cap. So let's get into debate time. Debate time. All right. So we're going to debate. The best, um, the best Thanksgiving side. But first, uh, CNET.com has put out, um, use, doing a survey. They've, um, gosh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bert. <laughs> CNET.com has taken a survey, and they basically have found the um, the favorite Thanksgiving side by state. So within our very state here in Florida, we have uh, sweet potato casserole. Um, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, North Carolina, and Virginia, that whole eastern side, um, almost, they all love mac and cheese. Lonnie's very uh, beloved state of Pennsylvania, yeah. their, their favorite is stuffing. Um, <laughs> Texas, Texas, <laughs> <laughs> Texas, Arizona, and, um, and these are just like a few of the little commonalities among them, but Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico, they all like green bean casserole. What about Alaska, bro? Alaska, hash brown casserole. Oh, yeah, that is Emery's original state. I like hash browns. Um, most of them is mashed potatoes. There's lots of stuff, stuffing. Um, there's a lot of dressing because stuffing and dressing is different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's some biscuits, mostly mashed potatoes. I see a lot of green bean casserole. Um, some uh, Hawaii's turkey gravy. And, uh, you know, 
Wait, hold on. What What is the state? Oh, Arkansas. Pause, Arkansas. Caleb. What? All right, secret message, hidden message, random point in the podcast. Oh, yeah, okay. listening. Random what is point, it, Lonnie? Yeah. What's the secret message? Give a secret message to the viewers. Um, open-mindedness is the key to the world. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Comment, open-mindedness is the key to the world if you're listening right now. Back to it. Back to it. Um, you can always count on Arkansas. Um, and I don't want to be I don't want to be marginalistic, but their favorite side is white gravy. <laughs> what? I, I guess they don't like the dark gravy, but yeah. hey, they sure do like white gravy. I what tell you that? that. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. um, what does that consist of? You know, white gravy. That junk, that's the junk that'd be on biscuits and gravy, right? Yeah, I don't nah, know. Why does it got to be white gravy though? What's wrong with the dark gravy? No, listen. Uh, I'm a kid. I kid, but um, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't kid. Um, um, anyway, we're gonna start and debate. What's the best side to us? Um, Emery usually starts the debate, but I'm going to start the debate this time around. Mm, mac, and mac and cheese. cheese. Mac and cheese is my favorite yeah, food. I, I, I usually say it, but for Thanksgiving, the best side, huh? candied yams. Are you kidding me? Candied yams. Let's go. A specific candied yams, but candied yams, my favorite Thanksgiving side, specifically my Aunt Joyce's candied yams with the fat back in it. I love it. I adore it. The greatest food that I've ever <laughs> consumed. It is amazing. Candy DMs. Now, go ahead. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side, right. bro? So, it's between mac and cheese and mashed potatoes, but I mess with mashed potatoes too okay. much, bro. I got to say mashed potatoes. Look, I'm telling you right now, mashed potatoes is something, now, usually with me, they can be made however, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but when you got the mashed potatoes, with the little chunks in there, yo. I'm telling you, I got, no, 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 hear me out. You get the little chunks in there, and then I put that on a roll. But the mashed potatoes. Oh, the oh okay. All right. Okay. Little sandwich. Okay. I yes, feel sir. you, bro. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Man, but Pennsylvania said stuffing, bro, so what's up? Yeah, stuffing. No, that's whack. <laughs> I don't, I don't mess what's with wrong stuffing, with y'all? Bro. Oh, I forgot to say, this is another one. Maine said side salad. Come on, son. They gotta be. They gotta be stripped from America. <laughs> well, do you actually know a cool person from Maine? No. Crickets. Side salad, bro. Sorry. What's up? Side salad. Wait, what's Florida? You can get that way. Uh, oh, we're sweet potato casserole. I mess with it. But yeah, go ahead. What's your favorite side, man? Y'all know already. Don't get me started with the food debates, nah. Mm-hmm. Get ready for this. Mac and cheese. Okay. Cool. In your little glass pan. Get you a little corner piece. The noodles cooked to perfect perfection. The cheese, so cheesy and cheesy. The breadcrumbs. Delicious. Adds a little crunch to your bite. And you know you got to cut the corner piece off of there. You dig in your fork. You take a bite. He's not done. Are you done? Okay, that was our Now food. the mac and cheese oh, right. slithering so down your throat. Yeah. Amazing. That's Truly a, tantalized. That's, that's our, f- our food porn of the week. We do it every week, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot to say. Uh, you know, and mac and cheese is actually my favorite food. Just because mac and cheese is universal, there's so many different people that make mac and cheese that yeah. I love it. But the candied yams itself, I know one person who makes it better, and that it's better than any other side i did want to say i forgot new hampshire their favorite is cranberry sauce i actually have never even 
I've never eaten it before. I got wow. some over, right over there. Yeah, I've never eaten it's it. Not, is it. I don't really like it. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I used to. I'll tell you, I could develop well, a favorite glass. Really? Plate of that junk. Uh, Let dang, me just bro. say, until I try some of your aunt's uh, candy dams, I'm sorry, mac and cheese takes the cake. But, uh, hey, man. Seems like uh, we've put together a pretty nice podcast, but there's mm-hmm. only yes, one sir. more thing to do. Oh, Caleb leading us into it today. There's a musical number, man. You know what's up. And, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm good at freestyling. I'm like, you, you guys already know I'm the GOAT if you've been watching. Like, there's no competition. But today we actually do have competition. Somebody that can one-up me in the freestyles. Huh? You can, spit, yeah. you can spit bars, bro? Oh, you, you know can spit mean? bars. Nah, this man's a musical a genius. Bit. I got a little bit. You know what I mean? I can say some stuff. All right. Hey, talk, hey, talk, look. bro. Hey, look. Hey, since he is, wait, so you've I'm, always been doing the beats, I'll take it for you. Want, wait, in beat or no beat? It don't matter. Oh, he oh, said no. Oh, no, that's not me. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to I'm, I'm give you the I, beat. I'm going to give you the beat. All right, Tell me ahead. what kind of beat you want. PG. Slow joint. I'll give you the crown for this week. Ah, hey, ah, you got it. You I got feel it. it. I feel it. I felt that one in my soul, bro. They had a crazy story, oh man. Oh, my God. Yo. Young Stowe. Check him out. <laughs> Young Stowe, Oh, my baby. God. No, coming from Philly. He was floating yes, on the beat. Oh, Thank you so much for coming on the pod, bro. Yes, Lonnie man, we from Philly. appreciate yes, you, bro. Hey, and I, ever since I met you on the game years ago, um, I always thought you have one of the best names that I've ever heard. Lonnie Nash. Yes, sir. That thing is is yes, is, is fire though. It, it's a it's a fire name. Remember it, that it. name, Rolls listeners. Up, hey, remember. Lonnie Nash will be a name in history. Remember all of our names. Yeah, because yes, hey, sir. you'll know it in the future. So remember it. You don't know it. Yo, I'm telling you. But thank you for coming on, bro. Got you. Appreciate you, for bro. Sure, for sure. One of the saying. greatest homies. This is one of our best guest episodes, and this will go down in the Enlightened Brothers history. Yes, yeah, sir. I know it. It's yes, in the sir. books, bro. All right. Appreciate y'all. Episode 10. We're going to have a lot of more coming. We just love y'all if you listen this far. Hopefully, you comment down that secret message. Yeah, bro. Yes, sir. We really appreciate y'all. Hey, love. Thanks. Peace. So I got to make the song cry. I can't see him coming down my eyes. So I got to make the song cry.